Hello and a warm welcome. You are listening to the Fellowcast. Um, I'm not actually quite sure what episode we are on. I think it's number 127 or 128. And today we have a Ask the Pastors episode lined up for you again with Pastor Garth. And it's a really uh, almost a, an aging question. It's a question that comes up pretty often, but it's always good to revisit and, and talk about it again and refresh our memories on this. And the question today for, for Garth is... What happened before Genesis 1? Where did all the stuff that was there already before Genesis 1 come from? Yes. Uh, we had a discussion actually in the earlier, earlier episodes, I think, That's once. Right. I, I don't think the angle was quite the same. But as you say, it is one of those aging questions yeah. that um, comes up again and again. And I think pretty much everybody, going back to Genesis chapter 1, when you start reading it, we have to re- recalibrate have to our, think about our minds yeah. um, about a time before time. Yes. So why, where does the question come from? When you read Genesis 1, verse 1, it says, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and empty, and darkness covered the deep waters, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. Then God said, let there be light, and there was light, and creation kicks off from there. Mm. Then as you go through the story of creation, you see just in the very next verse, verse 6, when God comes to the space in between the waters, he never says, and God spoke and says, let there be water. Mm. Later on, when God separated the dry land from the water, it never says, God says, let there be land. Yeah. The land is already there. It's mm. under the water. The water is there or there, there over the surface of the deep. So the story kicks off with the earth already made. Mm. And that's where the big question sits. It's a fair question. It is. How does your first verses sound there? It's got a different uh, translation. It's very much the same. Um, I think maybe if I could jump to verse 6 where it says, Then God said, Let there be an expanse between the waters separating water from water. So mm. it's again speaking to what's already there. Yes. It's kind of just pulling it back. And then uh, in uh, in verse 11, sorry, uh, verse 9, it says, let, Then God said, Let the water under the sky be gathered into one place and let the dry land appear. Yeah. So The dry land that is there already. Yeah. And it is a boggling thought. Yeah. Right? So I think the first thing that we have to realize is to say God is eternal. Yes. So, so that we're actually asking the question, what has God been up to? Yeah, before, before Genesis point, 1, you know? yeah. <laughs> because we are not the penultimate of what God has ever done. Yeah. I mean, he is eternal. Yeah. And uh, we, we see Jesus saying later on, my God always works. All right. So even before creation, he was God busy. Has, he, he's been doing stuff, you know. And, um, but, what I would just say, one of the cautions here is that we have to put out first and foremost is God does not tell us the entire story mm. because he's just greater than what we are. He, he's just, his mind is bigger. We've got the thoughts of Christ, Corinthians says, but man, his ways are higher and greater. Yeah. And um, we have to humble ourselves and say, all right, when we're going to speak into that, we're actually speaking into a void of not being informed. Mm. And we can think about it, sure enough, but a bit more like philosophers would. Yeah. We're just letting our minds run yeah. on the bigness and greatness of God. Um, but we don't have much to go on. Mm. So what is there? 
first thing is we do see the earth has been created before that moment that God said, let there be light. Mm. Um, one theory about it is to say, but wait, all of these fossils dug up that's been aged beyond 6,000, 7,000 years of creation, maybe it was under the water mm. from a previous creation that was flooded. Do we have any inkling about that in Scripture? Here and there, there's a verse that might hint the ages. Mm. Is it speaking about ages before creation? M maybe, but just as well, maybe not. Yeah. All right? Yeah. Uh, we find in the book of Job, we find creatures that we don't see walking around now, something that looks like uh, a fossil, the behemoth, yeah. all right? Uh, or it looks like one of that long neck dinosaurs. And then the another Pithocus. one, yeah, the, the Leviathan that yeah. looks like a, a dragon breathing fire, all right? Yeah. We don't see it walking around now. So just the fact that we don't see the creatures around now does not mean they had to be from a previous creation. Mm. Uh, but hey, we don't know, Yeah. all right? We just don't know. Um, the, the question, the bigger question maybe in terms of the whole message of the good news of the Bible is, if there was a previous creation, was the lamb slain for them as well? Mm. Why were they flooded out? Hey? Yeah. Was there mercy for them as well that God also, uh, was he also incarnated for them? Um, you know, you see where it takes yeah. us. It, yeah. a, a lot of thinking about stuff that we really don't we know. We don't know, yeah. We just don't know. I think there's a, it's a big danger when it comes to these kinds of topics because you would know it generally comes up in life groups as well, you know, when you're sitting around the Word and there's a t an opportunity for questions. As a lot of times it comes down to these kinds of, well, mm. we, we should actually just be willing to say, I, I don't actually know because yeah. Scripture doesn't tell me. Um, so it's always a danger when we want to try and make something out of nothing when yes. God didn't give us the information about it. Because if he thought it was necessary, he would have given it, given yeah. it to us. Yeah. Um, what we can say is there's enough in that verse there to make us think, wow, yeah. the earth is older than day one. Mm. How much older? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So it does speak, I think, to guys who have a, a, a wrestle with um, science to yeah. say about you, the aging of rocks and the layers and the this and the that. What about that? You know, it leaves the door open to say, yeah, it is older. Is mm. it one day older? Is it millions of years older? Mm. We just don't know. Yeah. We really don't know. I think more of the questions about... Um, Fossils and things like this are answered in Noah's flood than maybe out of this. That's right. There, there's enough uh, in the flood itself about the weight of the water and about the year covering of the entire earth and all of those kind of things to think, yeah, it could be that. Mm. The, the answer could lie there. We don't have to go necessarily before creation, but the door is open here yeah. for something else. Yeah. Yeah. So what we're actually speaking about here is called gap theory. And I think in speaking about creation, it's good to see the different views on creation, all right? So if you sort of can imagine two columns, there's a column that is called theism, and that just means God created. Yes. But in that, as Christians, we've been around long enough to know that we, we see creation different because God did not give us 
minute by minute accounts of things. He just says he spoke. Hmm. All right. But hey, it was a day. Morning, evening, the next day. Hmm. There's guys who play around with that and who gives it more of a poetic license and say, but was it a day or did God create by evolution? Evolutionary creation. Hmm. If a person speaks like that, he's still saying God created. So he formed he falls into this column of theism. But then on the other in the other column, it could be called atheism. In other words, God did not create. Yeah. It wasn't him. Or they would rather call it naturalism. In other words, nature created living beings itself. It's like the Big Bang theory. Yes. And in that column, just like in the previous column, there's a lot of different views. Hmm. Uh, people don't agree about the age of certain things or all of that. It's, it's not like the scientific community all stamps the same thing. They, they fight around about things as well. Hmm. All right. So there's these two different columns. And the first one is... Um, up at the very top would be recent creation, all right? What recent creation? Because uh, as opposed to uh, millions of years for things evolving, they say, no, the earth actually has a birth date and the Bible dates it to about 6,000 to 7,000 years ago. Yeah. There was a moment when God started speaking and he said, there we go. In that recent creation view, they read this first line of the Bible as a long introduction to the story. Okay. Just opening up saying, in the beginning God created. And it's speaking about that beginning when he started by saying, let there be light. In other words, they picture it, the opening of the Bible, there's absolutely nothing except God. And then God started creating. Hmm. And all that it's saying is, in that opening line is, he's going to create the heavens, he's going to create the earth. When I read the story, it doesn't sound like that. It sounds like there was something that God was hovering over and then came the light and then came the separation of the water and all of that. They read it, no. The opening line actually starts at day zero for everything. There's nothing. Yeah. And then came the light before everything. Okay. And that's recent creationism. The next step down in that, in terms of literal reading of the Bible, is what we did here now in terms of gap theory. It's called gap theory. It says there's a gap before God started creating. And that's what we just said. It's a gap. We just don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it just says there was this earth covered with water and then God started making the picture around it. Yeah. Um, it's like a blank canvas. Yes. Yeah. But from there on out, now I just want to put it out so that we sort of have grace with one another. Then there's something called progressive creationism. We, we share a friend who has this particular view. And what they say is every day of the creation story was a long yeah. period of time. So God created the light and gave room for the heavens to be uh, evolved into the space that we see right now. Mm. Balls firing out balls of fire until the stars go and breaking and crashing uh, until all the planets around those stars find their place and things yeah. settle down. And then comes another the day of creation, the day being like a period of thousands, millions of years. Yeah. What's that in intelligent design? So yes. the molecules and whatever, they have their own kind of intelligence to morph yeah. into these things. Yes, but but what, what it's saying is every time that God then created on the next day, God intervenes. Mm. 
in other words, they, um, what it's saying is God is the missing link yeah. between the steps of creation. Yeah. So they cannot see in science the ability for one thing to evolve into another. God needs to bridge that gap. Yeah. He so needs to bring a new ingredient to start yes, it off. There we go. Yeah. 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 So God comes in and he fills the gaps. All right. So in that, actually, the, the catchphrase that they use is God. God is the God of the gaps. Yeah. He's the one that comes and creates the next step of creation. Yeah. But in between, God left space for evolution to do its work. Yeah. And generally, this belief system also kind of likes that scripture for God one day is like a thousand years and a thousand years like one day. Yes. That often gets used in these kinds of thinking. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I would put a caution out. Yeah. You can obviously hear where my view sits, (laughs) all right? So I'm not shy about that. But I just think there's a danger in that because we're playing too loosely with scripture. That's right. The, the story of creation clearly says, and it was yeah. evening and morning, and not a million, As we know it, yeah. Not, not millions of evenings and mornings, yes. right? Um, so it's an ev- evolving of the earth around an axis, and then comes the next That's day. That's right. Um, so if we use scripture like that, then suddenly I might give, my, my feeling is, I give myself too much license to make scripture fit my view. Yes. I don't allow scripture to challenge me in my view enough. Um, but be it as it may, I, uh, I want to make it clear, it's the theism column. These are people who believe, believe God, God created. Yes. yes, they've got a living relationship with Jesus That's Christ. Right. All right. Um, and then comes the next one. And the next one is called evolutionary creation. All right. Um, and it means they say God created the laws by which the world evolved mm. into what it is today. So that's how God creates. God created the laws and then left the earth to evolve to where it is today. Mm. Um, so th- they further away from the creation story. So they will look at the creation story as only a poetic uh, representation of the fact that God created. Mm. It didn't necessarily happen in this particular way. It's just saying God made the earth. Okay. All right. So uh, in terms of how rigid they are with scripture, they sit at the other end of where the uh, recent creation people sit. Recent creation says, no, you don't play with scripture. It says exactly. Mm. These guys sit at the other end of that. Yeah. yeah. But still... A living relationship with Jesus. That's right. All right. We might completely disagree, um, and I do think it influences the way that you work with the rest of Scripture and how much you rigidly apply the Scriptures to your life. Mm. Um, but yeah, that would have been my kind of follow-up question uh, on the topic: is uh, how, in a takeaway, how do we see th- our different views on Genesis mm. uh, before and from one? Yeah. Um, affect our our kingdom way of living our, yeah. our relationship with god i mean you kept mentioning living relationship with jesus mm. uh, i know maybe this is a bit of a, a difficult one to flesh out but how yeah. would you in a, in a nutshell kind of see this affecting our, the way we relate to god and jesus holy yes. spirit um, if we so see the first this thing is um let's take the two brackets of the bible if you're going to read the first bracket of the bible as um, just really a poetic representation of something 
then the last bracket of the Bible, the book of Revelation, that what we still look must happen, must play out, um, I would look at it in the same way. So in my view, I'd say your, your hope is really watered down. Yeah. Because how much of what it says in the book of Revelation is my expectation that that will play out on the face of the earth. Mm. And that would be my eternity with God. Um, it will be a one-on-one discussion in terms of how do you see that. Mm. But, but that's what I've heard before is seeing if, if this is how I see the beginning, then my end is also very watered down. And yeah. I'm, I don't have much certainty in terms of that. Um, and then in terms of Jesus' clear in instructions, let's go there. Um, sometimes if, if I don't have a, a solid view of this is the authority that Scripture has, it's infallible, mm. it really means every word that it says, then I can let myself off the hook um, and say, well, did Jesus really mean that? Yeah. You know, is it really? <laughs> I've yeah. become very loose with the application. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Garth. I think it's a great uh, response to a, a difficult question, mm. but it gives us some <laughs> good handles to to approach other questions along the same vein where there's gaps, yeah. uh, where Scripture isn't clear on it. I think it's always veer on the side of caution. Yeah, What's the saying? Scripture interprets Scripture. Yes. So if we can't allow Scripture to tell us what it thinks or says about it, then yeah. we're in, a, in, in dangerous territory. Yeah. I think more than anything else, this um, discussion should bring us to a place of going back to that creation story with something of an awe and wonder of the eternal God. Mm. Even just that question, what has God been doing? Just puts our, our, our frame of mind way out of yeah. our world to an eternal God yeah. saying he has always been here. Yeah. Uh, uh, completely and thoroughly happy with himself, uh, yeah. but still desiring to create and have relationship it's beautiful isn't it's it? the wonder of god yeah yes. yeah and if you've been listening i'd really trust that this conversation and discussion has uh, impacted your wonder for god until next time then okay.